Welcome, dear listeners, to another spine-chilling episode of Scream Creeps, your ultimate destination for all things horror. I'm your host, Jeremy, and again, I'm here with my brothers, uh, Josh and Aaron. You forgot our makes names? Me... You've known no, us no, you were doing. No, you were doing you were doing something on the on the camera. It messed me up. Oh, right. And tonight yep. we're gonna be diving into the shadows of cinematic terror with a review of a true classic, the nineteen seventy four movie Halloween. Halloween, a film that still sends shivers down the spines of audiences four decades after it's released. It's ranked number fourteen on our list of the thirty five scariest movies according to science. Which this version was released in 2020. Um, I would have to look in 2021 and 2022 to see where it uh, landed those two years. But uh, this iconic masterpiece of horror continues to haunt our nightmares and redefine the slasher genre. Directed by the legendary John Carpenter, Halloween introduced us to the masked menace Michael Myers a silent force of evil stalking the streets of Haddonfield, Illinois. With its tension-filled atmosphere, eerie cinematography, and unforgettable score, this film set the standard for countless imitators that followed. From the nerve-wracking opening sequence to the heart-pounding climax, Halloween keeps us on the edge of our seats, reminding us that true terror lies in the unknown, in the darkness that lurks just beyond the safety of our own homes. But what is it about Halloween that continues to captivate audiences to this day? Is it the primal fear of being hunted by an unstoppable force? Or perhaps the chilling realization that evil can wear the face of a seemingly ordinary man? Join us as we delve deeper into the shadows of Halloween, exploring its themes, its impact on the genre, and its enduring legacy in the annals of of horror history. (laughs) So grab your popcorn, dim the lights, and brace yourselves for a journey into the heart of darkness, because tonight on Scream Creeps, we're taking on Halloween like never before. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like never before. Yeah. We'll see if it really is like never before. We try to beat the last one, but anyways... Uh, Halloween, uh, as I stated, uh, was a 1978 American independent slasher film that was directed, co-written, and scored by John Carpenter. It stars Donald Pleasance and Jamie Lee Curtis in her film debut, along with PJ Souls and Nancy Loomis in supporting roles. The plot centered on a mental patient who was committed to a sanitarium for murdering his teenage sister on Halloween night when he was a kid. Fifteen years later, uh, having escaped and returned to his hometown, he stalks uh, teenage babysitter Lori Strode and her friends while under pursuit by psychiatrist Dr. Samuel Loomis. The filming took place actually in Southern California back in May of 1978, and the film premiered in October and grossed $70 million on a budget of between $300,000 and $325,000. It basically uh, became one of the most profitable independent films of all time. Uh, It's been primarily praised for its direction and its score, and uh, 
many critics credit the film as the first in a long line of slasher films inspired by Psycho and uh, Bob Clark's Black Christmas back in 1974. Yeah. You know, and the funny thing is, is that movie's not on this list. Um, Black, Black Christmas. Christmas. Isn't, but it I, should but be. I know. Yeah, but be. I know. Yeah, and, and that one I kind of forgot to mention uh, in the last podcast when we talked about Texas Chainsaw Massacre because that's probably really the one that is considered, I think... It's considered one of the best horror movies of all time and one of the ones that's overlooked at the same time. So, uh, and as I said before, it's considered one of the greatest and most influential horror films ever made. And just like The Exorcist, uh, in 2006, it was selected for preservation in the United States National Film Registry by the Library of Congress. Really? Yeah. As being culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant. Hmm. If ever if anybody's not seen any of the Halloween uh movies, uh this one spawned a film franchise that has so far comprised of thirteen films, which has helped construct an extensive backstory for Michael Myers. Uh sometimes it has narratively diverging entirely from previous installments. Additionally, a novelization, a video game, and a comic book series have been based on the film. <clears throat> with that we can go ahead and get started on our thoughts first thing i want to point out is that My- michael myers was called the shape in this movie like yeah. even if you look in the credits he's cr- it's, uh it's not michael myers in the credits it's the shape and i think they still so, call him, uh, or like say that he's the shape even in other movies uh-huh. maybe too but yeah they do, but I found it interesting. They never, I don't think they, I don't remember them ever referencing him as yeah, the shape in the say, movie. I don't remember. No, I don't so, think so, yeah. So that's why I thought it was interesting that in the credits, that's what he was called. So, um, and he was portrayed by, I think it was Nick, what was it? I was trying to find the name. I just had it in front of me. Nick Castle is who played him. Hmm. So Interesting. Yeah, I did and not I know think that. everybody should know, like everybody knows at this point about the Michael, uh, the Michael Myers mask too. Like uh, for budget wise, if anybody doesn't know, that was a, ca- uh, a Captain Kirk mask that they painted white. And oh, yeah, oh. I don't know if you guys knew that. They, uh, uh, I forgot that. I can't remember the whole thing, but uh, it was like budgetary costs. They just like grabbed one and then they changed it like painted over it and everything which is pretty <laughs> funny. funny that now if you watch it you can definitely tell that it's one but <laughs> at the time i'm sure that everyone was like what the hell yeah one other thing a, i wanted to point out fun fact i didn't know that yeah one other thing i wanted to point out for the female listeners that, that might watch the real housewives of beverly hills but uh, Kyle Richards, who's on that show, um, and she was actually in the later two Halloween films. She was actually the little girl, Lindsay Wallace, in this movie. She uh-huh. She's the one that portrays that girl in, in this one. So um, I just wanted to point that out for... Uh, Dropping all the fun well, facts. I like yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> so... 
So wait, wait. So what did you all think about the about this one compared to the last one we did last week? What, uh, what did heads think? and shoulders better. The one yeah. thing I could say is the score is what makes this movie though. And the one thing that I really like about this movie, and I don't know if you guys agree with me, and it's where they where they'd have a scene and where they portrayed it from Michael's perspective, like breathing mm-hmm. in the mask the of first him person looking part at of it. Yeah. The first person part of it and then where you knew he was in the background, but they didn't. So there were oh, scenes yeah. like <laughs> where they would have the doctor in the foreground and then the car with Michael Myers would drive behind him or he'd. Oh, keep going. Sorry. No, I'm just saying those type of things. So like, uh, where he was in the scene without being known that he was in the scene or being portrayed as that no one knew he was there lurking. Um, but the breathing part that breathing through the mask that they used was a, a great touch. Um, in terms of creepy factor, you know, we're this, yeah, it was uh, definitely menacing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, showing from the perspective of the person that is actually malevolent. One thing I would have liked to have known, and I know they they point out the fact that he killed his sister, but I was always wondering, and I don't remember if they did this in later installments, was explaining what was really truly wrong with him, like. Mm-hmm. He just, at the beginning, I mean, it's in the first five minutes for anybody that hasn't seen it. We're spoiling that part, but, and I kind of talked about it already in the intro, but, but he killed, but he killed his sister at the very beginning, but it literally started off that way. It didn't really explain like why he did. Like, did he just decide that on Halloween, he was just going to kill his sister? I mean, it would have been nice to see that like she was abusing him or something, some reason for why he snapped just yeah yeah you know or just like, was there know, was there trauma in the household was there yeah. just that and thing? i think Why that's from our speak like what yeah i would like a like a backstory to everything that was happening yeah because well, it was like he killed him and then he never got better so even going to the sanitarium he 15 years later he breaks out and he's still killing people but why 15 and, years yeah. later what set him off why was yeah, it on it, halloween night like, yeah and so and what um, drew him to her that was Is the it other because part it yeah. looked like his they, sister which they kind of explain it in other movies the only difference is, is i think it's in the second one that they talk about laurie strode is actually his like sister in a way but they kind of retcon it in the 2018 version of Halloween because they do it like the 2018 film plays it like the, uh, I don't remember how many years after this film. So they kind of retcon all the other movies, but the Halloween movies itself is very weird when it comes to this because the third movie doesn't even have Michael Myers in it. Yeah, it's about a cult of Michael Myers where they uh, were, like, uh, having a demon go in them or something. I, I've never seen the third one. This is just off oh, of, like, what I've known about, about, about it. I've never seen it. Well, the, uh, that's <laughs> the, uh, the, from what I've seen in 
like, you know, like, and you watch YouTube videos or whatever where they t- talk about certain movies in depth or whatever. But, like, I've seen this one and the second one, but I, and then Miss, didn't watch The Curse of, uh, like, because they say it in the title. It's like The Curse of Michael Myers or something in the third one. So, I always say, took this one as, like, he didn't have a reason because he was a true psychopath. Like, he just, like, one day he just felt like killing the person, like his sister, and then, and like, he felt like getting out during Halloween, uh, because it's never truly explained, like, at all, like, during the movie. So I'm assuming, like, Rob Zombie kind of goes more in-depth in his version, but John Carpenter hates that version from what he's said about in podcasts or interviews <laughs> or whatever. But... And, like, he kind of, like, goes in depth with him saying, like, his family stuff was, like, what got him to be like that as a true killer. But, yeah. Well, so let me ask you guys this. Did you guys find it interesting that there were almost no parents in the movie? Yeah. Did did you, if you think about back, it was all the teenagers. How often did you see parents? I mean, they look old enough to be parents themselves. But I know, but like you saw Annie, the friend, drive, and then you know who her dad was because he was like the the cop. But uh-huh. besides that, you didn't really see not. anybody yeah. else's parents, That's which true. I found was interesting. The little kids' parents were, yeah. whenever, at the end. <laughs> yeah. Which, yeah. There, there were no parents. It was just him in the house alone. Yeah. It's... Yeah, the parents didn't hear yeah. knocking at the door and this girl screaming. And also, yeah. that's something we talked about last week. The whole screen queen thing. Legit, Jamie Lee Curtis is the screen queen. Okay. Yeah. We we went over Texas Chainsaw Massacre. The girl in that don't remember her name. Oh my God, atrocious! Yes, she could scream, but that was atrocious. This was like she was screaming for a reason. To try and get mm-hmm. help, to try and all the, and all the times that she didn't like, it wouldn't help her. She didn't scream. Yeah. So it was like, and it was it was one of those good screams too. I gotta I gotta say that Jamie Lee Curtis though, whew, whew, she was good looking, man. Dang, dang, she was good looking. <laughs> well, she was even up until I mean, I would even say True Lies. She was still, even though she, oh, I think yeah. True Lies oh, yeah. was, yeah, I mean, so it was like, now I, she's just 70 years old, I mean, or seven, however, you, I think she's, got, she's got to be 60, close to 70. 70, something like that, yeah. So, it's hard to say that now, 65, she was, she's a little younger than dad. She's our parents' age. Yep, yep, so. so and it's not like um, she's unattractive now. She's no, I'm not 65. saying, I'm not saying that. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, but, but yeah, I mean, the lover in the movies that she does that, what oh, everything yeah. everywhere all at once. Oh yeah. I love her in that. The hot dog yeah. fingers. They get me every time. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. That's the Jamie Lee Curtis that I would want. But you know, we talked about Texas Chainsaw Massacre last week and I would say that one thing that I noticed um with uh this movie it was a kind of the same thing they had the killings throughout but nothing 
major happened until about 15 minutes left in the movie. Like, um, it was more story driven in this one, at least though. That's the difference. I think they built up to that happening. Like, yeah, he built, would, they built, you ten, know, tension waiting for it. No, yeah. I would say the killing started. I mean, it started with the, the friend and that wasn't, that wasn't 15 minutes to the end. That was about, no, I'm talking about just about the, 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 it's funny You're talking about the, the final the act. Seri- yeah. The series has revolved around Laurie Strode, right? Yeah. For the most part. And really the, the confrontation between her and Michael did not happen until about 10 minutes, 15 minutes left in the movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, and I mean, basically that is the his, climax. So, well, I'm just saying, like you had said earlier though, that why did they, why did Michael pick her? Like you would have thought that mm-hmm. the conflict would have been throughout most of it. The only thing was early on, uh, Lori saw him like standing by the bushes. Yeah. And then, so, and then behind the, uh, the clothesline. Well, no, she didn't. She house. didn't see. Wait. He the saw her first dropping off the kid. That was his first sight of her. She, he saw her before he saw him. No, he saw her before she saw him. She yeah. noticed once he started following her. But mm-hmm. what? Maybe. I, because it's not, is it the same house? Was she living in the, hou- the yeah, house the house that he what, lived in? Or at least they were talking about that they were trying to sell Michael Myers' house in the movie. But like I don't They were trying I to sell his that, house, but she didn't yeah. live in that house. Like I don't know if they specifically lived in that house. I know that they were talking about that it, it, he was trying to sell it. Okay. All right. Well, that wouldn't explain it, but maybe it was because the little kid was his age when he first killed his sister and like he's seeing her as his sister. He's now replaced his well, sister I with mean, her. Because they're yeah. about the same age. Yeah. The only thing is, like I said, it's speculation. Unfortunately, I would have liked them to have delved into that. That's yeah, just me my, too. That that's the only piece that I met because because they, they've continued almost. I think there was only one uh, reboot. I guess you would call it that didn't include Laurie Strode in it, and it would be Rob Zombie's version. Yeah. Every well, other movie so has that's what has tied Laurie the... into it. If the girl that survived out of the first Halloween was supposed to be Laurie Strode or not, just not Jamie Lee Curtis as Laurie Strode. So I, I never looked that up before, like in the But Rob I'm Zombie just saying song. that Jamie Lee Curtis was in every other movie besides mm-hmm. Rob Zombie's version and so, that third one, I think. She wasn't think in Season of the, the Witch. One, yeah. 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 Oh, but Season she's of the been, Witch. That was the name yeah, of it. I couldn't remember. She's been what tied the name in to every other one because she was in Resurrection. I think that was the one, but with Buster Rhymes mm-hmm. in it. That's the one and that they so, killed her off in. Yeah, and then it. she was brought back in the reboot. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, so you got Halloween H two. All of those had her in it. So it's like she's always been the Halloween franchise. Jamie Lee has, and she'll always be known for that, regardless of everything else she's been in. Like we were talking about, all she's been in a ton of movies, but she'll always be yeah. remembered for this one. Um, but. I don't think they've ever delved deep into why <laughs> she was the one that he went after. 
And he wasn't the only really one that she went after because she he killed like all of her friends in this one. Yeah. yeah, she just survived it, but they never explained why they were the targets. Because it because you think about it, they killed the friends. Uh, he killed the friends too. Killed the friends first, and then kind of yeah. haunted her. About and then it. So yeah. he not only <laughs> got worse because I mean that's not that's not what serial. Well, he's not a serial killer. When he was a kid, he kills his sister. Then he's in a mental institution for 15 years, so technically he's not mm-hmm. uh, a serial killer. He's insane, yeah. whatever. But uh, if somebody was in that that state, like normally they'd be drawn to something to to invoke the same response, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So hit the fact that he escalated 15 years later to, I'm going to traumatize this person. Yeah. By killing all her friends and then putting them throughout her room with my sister's gravestone is yep. like, holy shit, you upgraded, bro. Like, what? yeah, that's what, what I was talking that, on when, the and that's what I do this. What, what, yeah. When did and you that, get the tombstone? And that's the only part I think that's missing, really, in this movie is just that part. The explanation. But, but yeah, I mean, the fact that he was who he was, I mean, yeah, I mean, he's a great character. I could tell you the whole aspect of him not saying anything and all you hear is his breathing. That's continued throughout. He's never said anything. I wonder if that's so, part of the appeal, though, or in the story is that there is so mis- so much mystery shrouded around Michael Myers. That his motivations? Yeah. Well, not not only that, just there's mystery. No, just that there's him, mystery. Like, like the people watch to see if maybe they'll ever get revealed onto why he's the way he is too. I mean, but um, but a lot of it I think is just pure. He's a monster, and he's one of the iconic mm-hmm. ones. Like you look at everything, he's one on the posters and everything. When, well, I don't think this shirt I represent him, but uh, <laughs> for scream creeps, but um. If you look at everything, like we've got a, for Halloween, we've got something that that's on the door and Freddie's on it. Michael Myers is on it. Uh, Jason Voorhees is on it. Uh, Pennywise is on it. And I'm trying to think that might be it. There might be a fifth. I have to look at it again, but they're all the iconic figures that you normally see on merch uh, related to horror. It might be a uh, Leatherface. From Texas Chainsaw Massacre is probably the other funny, one. It's funny. This is actually the that's the the quote unquote like cast of new horror compared to old horror. Old horror mm-hmm. was like Frankenstein, the Wolfman, vampires like Dracula yep. and stuff mm-hmm. like that. That was old school horror. Now it, it, it in the seventies it kind of pushed into this, and then in the eighties. So mm-hmm. that's actually pretty cool. I didn't even think about that. So, but yeah, it's, it's, and, uh, but what was I going to say? I don't even remember now. I don't but, know what you were going to say. But yeah, considering that this movie was made in 78, I say that with, uh, all of these movies, cause we'll see the continuance. We talked about Friday the 13th back on number 28, but that came out early 1980s. Um, the next one we're going to be talking about here on the podcast is going to be Nightmare on Elm Street, but. 
one the other thing I wanted to point out is is customary on this podcast is we go over the results of the heart rates, and I kind of pointed at it in the last podcast, but uh, uh, as we've said before, the resting heart rate for everybody in the study is sixty five uh, beats per minute. Um, the average movie heart rate for Halloween was also the same as the previous three movies we've talked about here on the podcast. So uh, it was an average movie heart rate of 77 beats per minute as well. The difference for this is the highest spike in heart rate was 101 beats per minute. So, yeah. So that's what put it at 14. So you guys can see what's starting to occur is now it's the rising slowly yeah but they're, yeah yeah they're starting the to get two, man they're gonna spike up there i know it yep yep and uh so so as you can see nightmare on elm street's at number 13 so you can just anticipate a higher number uh with the next one but and I, uh, I do isn't this the start of the heroin role as well wasn't the Jamie girl, Lee the one that Halloween? Kind of yeah, I would probably say yeah. With the with they're a female, is that and, what you? Yeah, and I I do have yeah. to say like there were some some tropey parts in it, but uh, the well, way what? No, yeah, I was I kind of talked about it in the last podcast that he's one that he, Michael Myers never runs. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he gets places just walking. Agreed, and, and he's known. I could say him and Jason are known for their strength. Like, and they pointed it out in this one, the one killing where he killed the dude. He choked him and then stabbed him in his chest, but he was hung up by the knife. You know, about a foot off the ground. So, mm. um, so but, uh, I don't I was, remember I what gonna... his name was. I think it was Kyle or something like that. Yeah, I don't remember. Um, and I just I was, literally just got done watching it, and I yeah. totally forgot their names. <laughs> Might have been Tommy, but the scenarios in which they had her like, well, first it was the clothespin, or it was the the what was it, crocheting needle mm-hmm. in the neck. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm like, really? That puts you down. <laughs> And then she was like creeping up the sofa, like she was so tired. That was probably one of my only parts I didn't like. I was like, "Why your adrenaline would be pumping so hard? You you get that, and you see him on the floor, you'd be stabbing away. You would be stabbing away." But then the story wouldn't move forward, right? So why have that part at all? Well, and that was the funny part too. Is later she stabbed him once, right? Yeah, and and that downed him again. But then she got the end. And the clothes hanger, she got him in the eye. Yeah. And then she picked up the knife and stabbed him. Yeah. And he flopped on the ground. That was yeah. number two. Yeah. So well, at the end, he was shot about 10 six times. times. By, yeah. No, he was <laughs> shot six times. And he got up and left. I mean, it was like, <laughs> so I was like, wait a minute. I mean, I guess that's what the, the whole thing going on with the, that sort of yeah. premise that is yeah. what Michael Myers does. That's the whole the Undertaker. You guys yeah. do the wrestling yeah. podcasts and stuff yeah. like that. Where do you think the he no got that from, bitch? Yeah, no he got seven. that from Mike Myers. Sorry, yeah. Undertaker stole that from Mike yeah. Myers. I don't so, just. I'm not. I'm not disagreeing dead, with you. He gets out. No, no, no. Yeah, no. I, I'm not saying you are. 
I'm just yeah. saying, like, <laughs> we can, we can, we can look at it for what it is. Sorry, Don't Taker, but Taker, you, you took the, sto- the Mike Myers. Well, everybody has to take stuff from Lee somebody. Shay I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what we grew up watching. Yeah. So mm-hmm. in our, in my opinion, the Undertaker did it better because he yeah. did it all the damn time, and yeah. we get in <clears throat> coffins and everything else. But anyway, that was the first <laughs> moment, like. And and it's funny because if you first watch the movie, you're like, is he going to get up? Is he going to get up? And the way that it's shot, like just me mo- watching movies for as long as I have, I know that that shot was filmed like that for a reason. She had her face in the door frame, and normally the aperture, the aperture, you probably don't know what that is. But the focus would be on her, but the focus was for both of them. So you mm-hmm. knew that that dude was going to get it. Well, it's so, always, I always say it too when you're watching, because you've seen it, we've seen enough of them. It's like when they show a particular part of a room, you know, that's uh-huh. going to be involved later. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. they would. Yeah, the so foreshadowing like, part of things. Yeah. Like, yep, so, they're, they're signaling you. I think we just yep. get it. Well, it's like with the car he got in the car. They they showed the car for a reason at the beginning when he got in it, so you would know every time that drove by he was in that car. Uh huh. With that, that's what, that particular sticker. If you knew there yep, was a white dot a, on the side, <laughs> yeah, you that's knew you needed that's some type of brand on that car, so you knew it was his. Yeah, and that's what I was getting at. Was they they did that? He John Carpenter did that perfectly in this movie. Mm-hmm. So you would know that he was lurking. That, that was another and, thing I didn't like. But though. the music, I can tell you, the music stands out even today. I hear oh. that song for him, and it's like it's all it's the same thing with Friday the Thirteenth when you hear the he he. You know the I can't even reproduce it, but you know that sound that's made. You you hear that you know it's Friday the third or Jason it's related to him mm-hmm. and and this Halloween theme you know when you hear that it's related to Michael Myers so it's like those are the things that you know it it's iconic and I talked about it on another podcast I don't know if it was on Scream Creeps or but where you oh yeah it was on the sci fi one where we were talking about if you can remember something thirty years later by seeing it once or hearing it once it's an iconic thing like uh, and that's what i feel with this with the theme of this i think that's uh, what everyone that that is definitely a relatable yeah not so, relatable but wrong word but so what i was I was trying to say before was him him getting the car what i didn't mm-hmm. like was i wish they shot that a little differently the way he got the car was not, uh, I don't want to say ideal, but that mm-hmm. chick in the car, like he jumps on the car and then puts his hand through the window, starts choking her and stuff like that. They could have shot that way better. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm just getting nitpicky right now, but yeah, you, you got to watch the movie and watch it yourself. You're like, what, what the? What the heck? Is that really going to happen? Do that? <laughs> he puts his palm on the other window and then it scares her enough to do that. It's like you're in a two ton vehicle. They made steel cars back then. Mm-hmm. Dart on the gas and then hit the brake. That dude is going flying. So it's mm-hmm. like, 
Well, and that's the the trophy that, part that we talk yeah. about with a lot of these movies is that that's why when when we it was refreshing like no no and I keep hearkening back to no one will save you and how mm-hmm. she reacted to the aliens showing up. Yeah, and but that's the type you would wish that they don't need to necessarily be tropey all the time. Like have them react the right way in some instances. Well, we have survived it, but yeah, and rewrite it's like, the scene to where it works out to where he can get the car without like trying to yeah. push the boundary because i think that actually would have uh you would have like you if you were had mystery up into the point to where he got the mask and everything like that and you don't know who that was that stole the car but mm-hmm. you you knew somebody important stole i don't know how you would do that but <laughs> it, it's just like you're showing the story of him but you don't know what he uh was capable of and then you see what he's capable of and then you're like oh shit instead of just trying to get that scare factor from like him putting his hand in the window and then stealing the car and stuff like that yeah i don't know i'm not a director or a writer well no and part of it too and and again we're we're coming at it from the perspective of watching it when we're 46 years old but we also got a thing or 40s in our 40s we we still even see that in movies now yeah i i so it's like 40 years later you're still Mm -hmm. writing this or it's still the same way i don't know but it's hard to be i'm being a critic now of of their films so my bad hey no that's what that's honestly what the point of the podcast is though right so yeah we're but i mean to, give to our critique a 40 year old film for for little stuff like that it's like well you, you ain't gonna change it you can't really do anything about it and i'm not trying to shit on the dude's work and nor no. am i whenever i'm talking about any of those it's like i just you know i i like most of the films last one not a fan but would i keep watching the series yeah well you know you think about the you know what we're talking about with halloween right this was Mm -hmm. john carpenter's we talked about the thing before that was also his and you can see the progression though he directed this one and see what he did in 1982 so it's like he did stuff differently than that 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 movie the, yeah, so he the, learned from those so, mistakes, not mm-hmm. mistakes. Yeah, not mistakes. But he but, learned from it. Yeah, yeah, yeah I that is true. You, I didn't pro- even think about that. Yeah, he progressed in what he had shown in this movie, and that could have been been just the sign of the times too. Like, I mean, there weren't that many movies that had come out in 1978, so it's like horror movies. I mean, so they're going to naturally progress. I mean, think about the horror movies now. Like if we go and talk about the movie Thanksgiving, um, which comes out on Netflix soon, we should talk about that one on this podcast too. But, yeah, I agree. Um, well, the only but, reason we have it was because I watched it so or tried to go so late. It was, it dropped off the theaters by the time yeah, I yeah. was even able to watch it. And I yeah. was like, whoa, that was quick. Yeah, it was but what, we could always like after month, Thanksgiving. Month it wasn't in the, the theater anymore. Yeah, yeah. There'll be a some coming up, or we'll have like we'll, like a few we've already talked about that are on this list. So we're not going to rehash a, a review that we've done on it. So we'll just replace it with something else. That could be one that we mm-hmm. we at we put in place of or 
look at the other lists and see which ones popped on the list that we could talk about too. But, um, but yeah, I mean, do you guys have anything else to say about Halloween though? Mm-hmm. Or, um, I don't really either. Checking I think out we, if you have we've it. had, yeah, if you guys haven't seen the original Halloween, I highly suggest checking that out. Um, so for the next podcast that'll be coming out next week, uh, we will be talking about the number 13 movie on the list, which we've talked about in a couple instances on the last few podcasts, but it's going to be the nightmare on Elm street from 1984, which that continues to be one of my favorite horror movies of all time. So, um, I'm going to enjoy having that discussion to see what the, my brothers think after rewatching it again, uh, Mm -hmm. see what they truly feel still. Um, I just watched it today, so I'll have a, a clean understanding of it when we talk about it for the next one. But, (laughs) uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this pod, uh, this podcast where we talked about Halloween. Uh, if you guys haven't already, uh, like I said, I believe I said in the intro, uh, subscribe to our channel on YouTube and hit that like button and uh, click that bell so you get notified uh, when our new videos come out. Not in, not only our podcast videos, but we'll be putting reaction videos out and uh, I'll be starting my model builds again. So you'll start seeing more stuff popping up on the YouTube channel, but we yeah, also twitch a, on. We've got a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, we stream, we stream on Twitch comment content. So, and it'll evolve over time, of course. Yeah, but we we're doing live streams on Twitch and YouTube, and uh, we're doing Kick as well. Yeah, I think right. Yeah, Kick. Yeah, Kick YouTube and Twitch, Twitch, YouTube, Twitch, Twitch, YouTube, Kick. We're doing reaction video, or I'm doing reaction videos. We'll probably uh, collaborate. Me and Josh will doing some other stuff or all of us for that matter yeah. we, we've got the screen creep sci-fi graveyard that's coming out and then or no the predator just came out we're probably gonna do another one here real soon and then yeah. uh the boys are gonna be doing uh doing some stuff as well aren't they or are they go mm-hmm. they're still in, in school at the moment well they're in school but they're been talking about they'll, they'll be uh starting their lego builds again and they're mm-hmm. uh board game reviews my youngest does and he needs to do some more of the the rare pokemon card uh rips that he wants to do so yeah those will be those will be real cool as like shorts and stuff so anyway yeah, so but yeah for all of us the hard to keep <laughs> yeah that's that's fine yeah repeat for that all again of, josh yeah <laughs> nope for all of us out there at the Heart of Geek, I hope you guys enjoyed uh, this uh, podcast of Scream Creeps and look forward to our next one next week um, mm-hmm. for Nightmare on Elm Street. I hope you guys enjoyed it and we'll see you in the next one. All right. Love you. Bye.